We are back, you guys. Welcome back to the very first episode of Miss Congeniality in our new era, our new chapter. It's March 1st. I felt like that was the perfect date, like it aligned with a Friday perfectly. And I'm so excited to be back. I certainly missed you guys, but there's just like so much to catch up on. I didn't know what I wanted to do for the first episode back for a while. I was like, should I get a really cool guest or should I talk about some kind of topic? But I figured just like a full episode going over all the updates, all the good stuff, what you guys can expect going forward, what will be different, what's staying the same, and then just talking through some of the stuff that's happened in the last like six to eight weeks. I thought that that would be the best way for us to reconnect after so much time apart. But I'm so excited to be in LA recording the podcast. I feel like a little professor if you're watching this on YouTube or TikTok or wherever, watching a little clip. Um, typically, I record at the studio with guests. And usually when I'm alone, I don't have video. But I was like, okay, since I'm coming back with a vengeance, I'm going to do video for almost every episode. So long as I can do video, it will be videoed. Um, and the studio had this little chair. So I was like, okay, I don't have to sit on the couch all by myself. I'll sit on the chair. So you're hearing from Professor Eli today. <laughs> Anyway, I wanted to start by going over some like housekeeping, like the boring stuff, because I was saying this on TikTok, but I have been doing this podcast now for almost like four years, which is crazy, but it's not, not been consistent over all four years. I've taken breaks. I was working a nine to five. I was in school and then I, you know, started to write a book and I felt like I couldn't be super consistent in the way I wanted to because of that. And so this kind of like return to the podcast is really an attempt to be as professional and just great for you guys as possible because you've been so great to me. And I think people underestimate how much work a podcast really is and how little help sometimes people have. It depends on like who you're signed with and like what podcast network that you work with. But for me personally, like the majority of this is just me from like writing the scripts and booking the guests and like thinking about what we're going to talk about each week. And it, it can be a little bit exhausting. And also when you have so many other things going on, it's like it kind of goes to the back burner, but I don't want it to be like that. And I think it was like that out of necessity almost because I was just like kind of running on empty and I just had to put out whatever I could because I love doing this and wanted to do this for you guys. But I decided to take the time off because I was like, let's be realistic with this. There's no way that I'm going to be able to be on a book tour doing TikTok and Instagram at my normal volume and also podcasting. It just didn't seem like it didn't seem like it was going to be possible. And I'm actually glad that I made that decision because in hindsight, I wouldn't have been able to do it. I probably would have ended up canceling episodes and just feeling like I was letting you guys down. So I'm excited that... I'm coming back with like this new refreshed idea of what I want out of this and what I want to give you and like just making it the best it can possibly be. And like we've been on this journey together for so long. Um, and I'm just excited if you're new here or if you're not new here, but I'm going to let you guys know what the tea is. So obviously we did a rebrand other than like visually what you're going to see. Um, there's not much different there. It's just like a cute new graphic that we put together and the Instagram will have a bit of a different aesthetic going on. But ultimately the vibe of that doesn't really impact you guys so much other than the fact that I think it looks nicer. Um, and what does impact you is we're going to be doing video now for every episode. I don't want to say every single one in case there's something that goes wrong or there's a mess up or a guest that I really want to have can't do video or something like that. But for the most part, there will be video. I know a lot of people like to watch their podcasts. And I think that I've never done that. 
And I'm not a big like podcast watcher because podcasts to me are something that I'm always listening to while I'm like getting other things done. But I understand that for a lot of people, like this is like their TV, their like visual content that they consume. And I want to show up for you guys in that way, doing video with or without guests. So you can expect that. And that'll be on YouTube. There will be tons of clips on Instagram and TikTok. Um, and we're going to have four episodes every single month, one a week, obviously. Um, one will be a guest episode. One will be a Ronnie recap. So those aren't going anywhere. In fact, I would say they're going to be back and better than ever because we're going to make sure that once a month, Veronica is on the podcast and we're doing like a full pop culture breakdown of everything that happened, deep diving, all the stuff, discoursing, yapping. You guys love that. I love that. One episode a month will be like a solo topic episode that'll just be like the meanderings on being in your 20s or things about anxiety or relationships or whatever it is. And if you guys have ideas for solo episodes that you really want to hear on a certain topic, let me know and I can see if I can like do enough research and, and put it all together. And I'm very excited about those. And then one episode a month will be like an asks advice, anything on the pod. Um, I love doing those as well. I feel like it's a way for me to give advice in a more in-depth manner because I'm used to like just shooting it off on the IG, but this is going to allow me to have like the space to really take time with your questions and sit with them and do full episodes, just answering your questions and your advice asks. And then, yeah, that's all four episodes. So I think that's just a way to keep us organized as well. I, unfortunately, I'm not going to be able to tell you like, okay, like the AMA is going to be the first episode and the guest is going to be the last episode of the month. It's just going to be based on scheduling because I'm working around Veronica's schedule, my schedule, and then of course the guests as well. So I'm hoping that structure works for you guys. I know you love solo episodes, but also I noticed that like sometimes guest episodes are my most listened to episodes and I want to be able to like balance both. So that's what I've decided there. I think it's going to be really great and I think it just gives you guys a structure that you know you can rely on. I find that the podcasts that I love the most are like, there's a structure. Like in the beginning, they do a little like updates and then they have their interview and then they maybe talk alone again at the end or something like that. It's like a sandwich and I I know what to expect and it makes the listening experience so much more comfortable and comforting. So that was the idea there. Very excited. Um, obviously, the podcast will still be available wherever you get your podcast, YouTube, Spotify, Apple, etc. And I'm just so excited about really committing to this in this new era. I think, you know, I have so much going on and I have such a high volume in, in multiple areas of my life. Like, you know, I some days I wish that my only job was just like writing books because for a lot of people, like that is their only job. And it's an incredibly time consuming and arduous thing, like writing a book and being in the world of publishing. And then at the same time to be 100% alive on the internet every single day and balancing a full social media career, which is also sometimes people's only career. And then also to throw a podcast on top, it's just really hard for me to show up at hundred percent. And I think that I'm making decisions actively in the next few weeks and months that are going to be best for all of us. Um, when I signed my first book deal in, um, in April of 2021 or 2022, whenever that was, I don't remember, but 2022 maybe. Yeah. When I signed that first book deal, I had like around 300 and something, maybe 400K on TikTok, like just barely. And at that point, um, while I could have successfully continued to do TikTok full time and paid the bills and everything, I didn't feel like 
I was established enough yet to be just like taking full days off. And like, you know, I didn't feel like I had established enough of a connection with my community. Like we hadn't, you know, had events to meet in person. And I just felt like I didn't feel super secure in that. And that's like no fault to you guys at all. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just trying to describe the reason why I didn't take a step back from the internet when I wrote my first book was that I wanted to feel security in my job as a content creator on the internet um, before I started making decisions about like taking a step back. And by no means am I going to be like offline. That's not what I'm saying. I just think that I am a volume poster. So people can expect when they open my page that they're going to get like five to eight new videos a day. And that is content that I'm proud of, that I work hard on, that oftentimes has to be written and scripted. And I want to continue giving that to people. And I want people to be able to expect that from me. But I think that going forward, you know, I might take like Wednesdays and Sundays for full writing days and podcast planning days and podcasting days because before it just felt like too much. Um, And I really want to be able to dedicate the time and energy to my writing and to my podcasting work that you guys deserve. And that comes at, you know, the the sacrifice of some, some other stuff. And I don't really think it's like this crazy thing because I would say most content creators aren't posting like volume like I do and they don't post every day. So it's not like I'm going to lose my audience or anything like that, but those were the anxieties. And like, I think the real fears I was facing when I first, um, signed my book deal and was writing my book. I also had only been working with a management company for like two months. I had only just started doing brand deals back then. I had no idea like what longevity would look like for me in this space or if my platform would continue to grow or if it would plateau. Obviously, I'm lucky to say that it's doubled in those years and my Instagram has like quadrupled and I'm so blessed and grateful for that and I'm so blessed and grateful for you. Um, But in order to continue showing up for you guys at 100%, I feel like I had to make some choices. And we'll talk more about that as the weeks go on about just like where you can expect me and what you can expect from me. But I want to be showing up at 100%, especially on this podcast. And I'm so glad that you guys continue to give me the opportunity to do so. So I'm very excited for the new era. I feel like in the past few weeks, I've been like, wow, this is really like 2024 has really felt like a new chapter for me um, for so many reasons and things like I can't share with you yet, but things that like I can share with you is just like being on tour and having the book in the world now for a few months. Like it's been three full months if I didn't know I needed this, like really sitting with that. It's been like a fourth of a year at this point, which doesn't feel like a lot of time, but also feels like a lot of time. It just feels like I'm in a new era of my career and also my life. And I just know this is going to be like a really big year for me. And again, there are things I can't share, but I'm so excited to like, in fact, if you're listening to this on Friday, like one of the things that I'm so excited about that's going to be upcoming this year and throughout the next few years, um, I'm going to get to share with you guys. But unfortunately, I can't share it here because I have a commitment of where and when and how I have to share it. But it's so exciting and I'm so excited. Um, And, you know, once I make that huge announcement and like that's out into the world, I feel like I'll be able to like plan and plot better for the year ahead. But I certainly have, you know, a big year and a lot of life changes that are going to be coming my way for various reasons that I'm excited about. And I really feel like for the first time, I'm like in control of this. I feel so good about these life changes. I feel so good about this new era and this new chapter. I feel like I've changed 
in many ways and grown in many ways. And I like really like this version of myself. So I'm, I'm just so excited and so happy and just overjoyed about all of that. And I'm really glad that you guys like give me the space to change and grow and mold and ideate and create. Um, and it's really, really special. Um, you know, I've had like lots of realizations as well about like what I want. And I think that it's, I was talking about this on TikTok recently, but it's so scary that like anything really goes when you're, you know, in your mid 20s. And like, I feel like I'm on like the edge of something where it's like I can choose, you know, I could choose to like discard the writing thing and just go full force content. I could say like, I want to put all of my time and energy into like being being a talk show host one day or I want to be the author I've always dreamed of being or like I want to have this huge, great podcast. And like, I think it's stressful for me because I feel like I want so many things and then I feel guilty for wanting them. But also I just want to create in so many spaces and I'm trying to like look at the opportunities coming my way, digest them and understand them and then, and then go with my gut. And, you know, I've always wanted to be a writer. That is like my number one and it, and it still is. And in so many ways, I want to continue my social media career and this podcast as well. And so I'm trying to just do the best I can to balance. So bear with me in this time of change. But also I just think expect exciting things this year. I feel really good about it. I'm excited for for a new era. And I hope you guys are too. I feel like a lot of people have been feeling that like changes in the air vibe about 2024. Personally, I've been feeling very good about 2024. But more to come. I'm so sorry that I have to be like, I can't share it, but da-da-da. Like, that's so fucking annoying. Like, every time someone's, like, teasing something, I'm like, God damn it, just tell us. Um, I will tell you I'm not engaged and I'm not pregnant. I don't know why people thought that that was the announcement, but trust me, like, with either of those things, I wouldn't, like, tease it for content, I guess. Like, and it's fine if someone does. I don't – I'm not saying that that's not okay. Like, get your bag, do your thing, live your life. I think that those things are, like, so personal to me that I'll want to share in, like, a celebratory way. But it's not going to be, like, a content point for me because, you know, my content is about other things and it's not necessarily always just about my life. And, you know, some things I like to keep private and personal and to me. So don't worry. It's not either of those things. If it was, you guys would know and it would be special and celebratory and I wouldn't milk it for the content. But fun career stuff like that, I'll always milk a little bit for the content because you have to. Everybody does. That's why that there are those sounds that are like, okay, guys, we're back. Like, are you ready on TikTok? Um, but yeah, I'm feeling very excited and very grateful. And that's pretty much all of my housekeeping. Um, Hopefully that didn't bore you to tears and now you feel in control. I'm the type of person, like big Google Calendar girl. Um, I just like to know what's coming my way. I like to know what to, what I can expect and I like to know what I can rely on. And I want this to be a space that you can rely on. That's the number one thing with miscongeniality, like that I've loved so much is that I just have a space to long form share my ideas, to give platform to people and stories that don't typically have it, to be funny, to be silly, just to be everything I am and all of the shades and colors and and eras of my life. And, and that is been um, really beautiful and wonderful. And I want that to be the same for you and a space that you can rely on. So with all of that said, I would love to get into some more fun stuff, some updates. I also asked on Instagram what you guys wanted me to chat about, but First, let's talk about the book tour. Um, if you didn't come on book tour, that's okay. There will be other opportunities for us to meet. Like I'm already 
thinking in my brain, percolating so many other ideas that have spawned from these shows and like from meeting you guys and and different things that I want to do there. If you're listening to this today was closing day of I didn't know I needed this live. We did 12 shows and it was such a whirlwind. Um, it has been such a joy, like from start to finish, such a joy. I mean, leg one, Leg one was a little crazy. Uh, We did seven shows in like nine days. Uh, So that was really bus club, another club kind of energy. And I think there was a lot of anxiety in that for me because I did not want to get sick. I wanted to be well rested. I wanted to be able to show up for people. I'm the kind of person that I need like eight hours of sleep, hydration. Like I cannot and I wish I could because sometimes I feel like I'm like wasting my youth. But like it, the, the time has passed for me to stay up all night and then no, no sleep. Like I can't do that. So I was so worried about leg one. But, you know, I believe in like miracles and guardian angels. And seriously, it was so fabulous. We did um, three sold out shows. We did a New York sold out show. We did um, a Chicago sold out show and a Boston sold out show and a DC um, sold out show. And that was phenomenal and so exciting. And the energy was just crazy. Um, And then we also did other incredible shows in Nashville, Atlanta, St. Louis, and I think, and Philly. And I think that the thing that was so special was that what I really wanted was each show to feel unique. Like somebody could come to all 12 and say that was a different show every time, even though the, the bones and the structure were the same. And I really think we accomplished that. And the other amazing thing was I've had just like such fantastic guests. I've had two to three guests in every city, different people, a mix of people from my life and then people from the internet and from content. And I just really feel like I was collecting incredible, vibrant people like Infinity Star. Like there were just so many highlights um, and people I got to share the stage with that I was so, so grateful for. And like, I wish I could keep going and like bring more people into the fold because it's just been so much fun. And like, I feel so blessed, like almost undeserving of that energy and of the people that decided they wanted to be a part of this and dedicated a full day or evening of their life to showing up and being entertaining with me and also like playing my little games or whatever segment that we did. It was just, it was just really incredible. And I think that the other thing that was obviously so incredible was that at the end of each show, we did a meet and greet. So everybody that came could stay if they chose to. And we took pictures and, um, we like signed books and we all got to be in the same space. And I just feel so proud of this community genuinely. Like if there's one thing that I have so much pride for. It's all of you. Like you guys are all so beautiful and smart and brave and interesting and dynamic. And you guys are all excited to meet me, but like, I have to promise you that the energy is just matched at such a high level being able to like look you in the eye and hear a little bit about your life or for you to tell me something funny or hand me a friendship bracelet or a card that you wrote, like none of that I will ever take for granted. It has been so special and it's really allowed me to feel more inspired to show up on the internet and to show up through my art and my work because I now like know you. And I'm also just like so blown away by like the diversity of all of you, like the diversity of interest, of background, of, you know, places that you live and and come from and interests and hobbies. Like it's, there's just such a beautiful, gorgeous melting pot of people. And it's something that I'm so grateful for. And like, I recommend if you haven't already to join my Facebook group and my Geneva chats, which live in my bios, because so many people made friends at the shows and so many people came with people they met in either of those online spaces. And that's just been absolutely wonderful. And, you know, 
I'm like still two shows away right now from being done, but I definitely think I will feel a little sad when the tour is over. It's been a quintessential part of 2024. I remember laying in bed before we left being like, why did I say yes to this? Or like, I couldn't even remember like why I wanted to do it in the first place. And like doing it has reminded me of why I had the idea to do it in the first place. And I'm just so, I'm just so excited now. I think I'm re-inspired, reinvigorated and feeling so, so happy about it. Um, and all the cities were just phenomenal. Like, I mean, Atlanta, I'd never been before, loved it. The people were so friendly We had great weather. We had great food. It was fabulous. My boyfriend came to Nashville with us, and he was a guest there, which was just wonderful. Um, I got to see friends who lived in all different cities. Um, The Boston guests, like, literally blew me away. The D.C. venue and the venue staff were, like, absolutely next level, just, like, truly incredible. Just everywhere. Like, San Francisco, I'd also never been before. And we absolutely loved it. We had a great time and the show was incredible. And my best friend Allie came and her family came. um, And we were really SF's PR team for the few days we were there. Just like so blown away by what a fabulous place it was. And like what a privilege and a gift to be able to travel for work and to travel to all of you. Um, That's just been like so incredible. And now we're in LA. We did the LA show and we just like laughed our asses off. I think no offense to the other cities. It definitely was the funniest one. But to like maybe to its own detriment because I was laughing so hard on stage like with all of you because also the audience was laughing so hard that like I was then laughing more. I was laughing so much and so hard that I had to keep keep switching the slides to like keep us moving along because I was like everyone's just sitting up here watching me crack up until I literally have tears running down my face. It was so much fun and I know Dallas and Austin – I mean, by the time you're listening to this, they're both done. Maybe Austin is happening at the moment because it's on Friday. But um, I just know they're going to be incredible as well. So I've had such such a good time. Um, It's been so incredible and reaffirming. And if you came out to the tour, I'm so glad that you came. I hope you enjoyed it. I loved meeting you. I loved having you there, your energy and everything. And if you didn't come, there's going to be more. I, you know, I'm already thinking about ways to bring the community together in New York and New Jersey and thinking about future books and future tours and and what that could look like. Um, I'm also very excited to kind of sit down for a while. It's been like really crazy. And I miss my friends. I've had lots of friends come with me and I've gotten to visit lots of friends in different cities, but I miss my friends at home and my family. And I have some travel, um, like plans and stuff coming up. I'm gonna, um, leave Texas once we're done with the tour and go home and, you know, re up on my vitamins and medication and switch out my clothes and celebrate my brother's 24th birthday, which is insane. Happy Pisces season. And then I'm flying back to Texas for two weeks. Um, I have South by Southwest, Um, working on some creative projects. And then I am going to just like go and chill in Houston with my boyfriend for a week, um, which is going to be super nice. And then um, after all of that and lots of work, I am going to go to Puerto Rico and have a little three-day relaxation, um, just chill out. And then I'm going to stay the fuck put for April and May. And it's going to be really nice. I'm really looking forward to that. And I think that's when we'll see a lot of the changes coming and me reprioritizing and you know, tour is over and it's like, okay, chapter closed, new chapter feels like it's opening and that is incredibly exciting. So I definitely need to sit though. I hate hotels. I hate them. Like I like them in terms of you arrive at a hotel and it's like so clean and you can throw your towels on the floor and like order room service. 
Um, I hate them in that I'm such a homebody. I like can't sleep at hotels. Like I took Ollie's sleep last night. I thought that I was going to be able to sleep through the night. I woke up at one point and I was like lying awake for an hour trying not to go on my phone. And I accidentally caught a glimpse of the clock while I was like putting my hair up and it was 1am. I swear to God, I thought it was like five o'clock in the morning. And I was like, are you fucking kidding me? I thought I had a full night's sleep and I was wide awake. I was like doing the New York Times crossword. I was like, ah, oh my God, I hate hotels. So I'm excited to get home because I'm such a homebody and be at home and it's going to be fabulous. Um, okay. So, so now I want to get into some of the pop culture things that we missed and the books I've been reading, the shows I've been watching, all of that good stuff. It, it's so funny, guys. I'm sitting here. It still feels like we're in the like writer and sag after strike, which like we're not. But like, I remember for like six months, I couldn't talk about any shows. And I was like having to be so careful around like what pop culture things I spoke about because I didn't want to be a scab. And like, I didn't want to like, you know, talk about struck companies. And now I'm like, okay, I'm reading this. And I'm like, okay, are any of these companies? And I'm like, wait a second, it's over now. <laughs> I can talk about it. Um, but first, books. So I read Commonwealth by Ann Patchett. Um, I liked it. I think it's a good portrait. And if you're like into prose, if you're like a prosy reader, I highly recommend Commonwealth. I personally really enjoyed it. And I love Ann Patchett. And it was like a beautiful read. But I wouldn't say that it, it's like a life changing, like you need to get your hands on it. But if you're the kind of person that like reads a lot, you read fast and you like a prosy portrait, that's also just like a very beautiful story of family and the idea of home, I recommend. So I read that. I read the new Emily Henry. It's coming out soon at this point. So like it felt like so long ago when I read it and it felt like so long ago that like she announced it. But time really flies when you're having fun. It's called Funny Story. I still think – I think I have to reread Book Lovers to see which one is my favorite. I definitely like it. Like it's definitely in second place right now. Um, if you don't know, it's basically about this, this woman who um, – lives with her fiance and then they like end their engagement because he starts like um dating his like girl best friend and the girl best friend left her boyfriend who she left lived with and the fiance ex-fiance girly main character has nowhere to go or live so she moves in with the ex-boyfriend of the new girlfriend of her ex-fiance yeah, that's what happens. And it's obviously, you know where that's going, um, but it's fabulous. Like, I thought the storytelling was really great. You know, there were highs, there were lows. I think she's gotten a lot better with her, like, smuttier writing, which I love. Um, obviously, huge Emily Henry girl myself. And I read the book so fast, gave the Kindle to my friends. They're passing it around to read it now. Um, and I'm hopefully going to have Emily Henry on the podcast in the spring, which is so exciting. I reached out to her team. They're lovely. That's how I got the NetGalley link um, for the book. And it was fabulous. I'm so excited for her new book. So everybody put that on your TBR. It's coming out in April. Um, I also read Home Bodies and I highly recommend it. I don't remember if I was reading this while the podcast was still going on, but for some reason I think I wasn't because I read it so fast and I don't remember ever recapping it to you guys, but it's a really fabulous story, coming of age story about a journalist living in New York City with her girlfriend, um, and kind of like her quarter life crisis. Um, I thought it was fabulously done and a wild page turner and I just... I loved it. I literally ate it up. And then like my friends are now borrowing that one and passing it around. So can't recommend that one enough because it's also kind of, it gives portrait vibes. And again, I read it so fast. Um, and now I'm reading Bunny by Mona Awad. I don't know if I would recommend this one. It depends again on what kind of reader you are. And I don't want to like separate readers into like 
popular TikTok books versus like other because that just seems like diabolical. But if you're like the kind of person where like you've been like absolutely loving like Emily Henry, Colleen Hoover, Tessa Bailey, um, and then you like Fourth Wing and Akatar and like all those, I don't know if this one is for you because it's very much so literary fiction, but it's like also psychological thriller. And if you're the kind of person who doesn't want to use a lot of brain power when you read, and I feel that there's so many eras of my life where I've been like, I need to read books that don't require a lot of like extra critical thought to understand what's going on. You're not going to like this one. Like you can't like be drunk off three glasses of wine and understand what's going on. It's not like a good old fashioned Emily Henry book where you're just like loving the characters and living in the world. It's very much like literary fiction, psychological thriller to the point where yesterday I was sitting on the roof of the hotel having a margarita and I was reading it and I, I had to call Veronica and I was like, dude, cause Veronica's smarter than I am. I was like, dude, I am literally, I cannot tell if I'm the dumbest person on earth or if I'm not supposed to understand this. Like it, I like got to a certain part where I had to reread the page like absolutely seven times. And then she was like, no, 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 you're not supposed to know what happened. Like, that's the thing. You're supposed to be like left on a bit of a cliffhanger there. Keep reading. But then I kept reading and I continued to feel confused. And apparently from readers of said book, that's what's supposed to happen. And it only gets crazier with more twists and turns, but definitely out of my comfort zone in terms of like genre. Um, not the literary fiction of it all, but the psychological thriller, like um, fantastical elements of it all. I don't really like fantasy. I like dystopian books though. And it kind of feels like less, I mean, I don't know because I'm on page 90, but it feels less fantasy, more dystopian. So I recommend, I have the new Dolly Alderton on my TBR um, to read next and a couple other books. So super excited about all that, feeling good about it. And um, yeah, that's, that's the books of it all. Okay, so, but what have I been watching? Because, like, a lot of you are like, I don't read. And that's fine. Um, I've been watching The Bachelor. Um, oh, my God. I just remembered it's on tonight. That's so fucking lit. That's so lit. Oh, my God. I'm so happy. But, wait. How am I going to watch it? Because, like, typically I record it because I can never actually watch it on time. But I still want to watch it Monday night. Oh, no. Oh, my God. This is so stressful. I have drinks at 5, and it's going to air at 5. I'm, like, going back to the hotel and, like, recording The Bachelor on cable. All I have is my iPad. I'm going to have to figure out how to watch it. That's such a sad realization. Anyways, I'm watching The Bachelor. I'm obsessed with this season of The Bachelor. Love Joey. Full Joey apologist. Like, if you think Joey was supposed to be a rocket scientist, you're wrong. He's a total himbo. Like, of course he's going to say that Malta has an old-school vibe. Like, go fuck yourself genuinely. Like, Joey is my guy. Like, he has no brain cells. I love him so much. Like, Veronica and I came up with this theory, and I wish she was here to talk about it. She was like, Joey is, like, really hot, but he's, like, just tangible enough. Like, he's, like, just regular degular enough that it makes it more compelling to watch because you could kind of be like, I could see myself dating Joey a little bit. Veronica was like, Joey could be one of Avery's friends, and we could be like, oh, that's Avery's hot friend, Joey. Like my, my girlfriends would be like, oh, Avery has this hot friend, Joey. Like that's how we would refer to him. Like, but he could be one of Avery's friends. Like, do you know what I mean? Like he's just tangible enough while being super attractive and like witty and sweet. And it's just fabulous. Like I really love that selection because I think sometimes they pick like super cocky, egotistical dudes who are really hot, but also like not good people. Like, oh, my button came undone. Joey just seems like a good person. Um, and I love him. But anyways, um, if you don't want spoilers, you might want to skip ahead. I'm up to date with the current episode. Um, 
But I, I think it's been really interesting this season of The Bachelor. I, I think that, you know, typically like a personality like Maria's doesn't work on The Bachelor because the, they'll want to give her the villain edit. Like they'll want to give her like the Victoria from Matt James season edit where they'll want her to be like ridiculous and like they'll dupe her into saying things. And I think that Maria's just so authentic that even if they tried, I feel like she wouldn't have. Um, and she's so strong-willed and opinionated and fabulous. Like I really, really, really like her. Um, I personally don't have my money on her winning, but that's not because I don't think that she's like end game material, as I've heard so many people say. I think that she's somebody else's end game. I think that she's kind of out of Joey's league um, intellectually and energy-wise. Like I just think that she needs to be with somebody that challenges her a little bit. And that's no shade to Joey. Again, that's my king. But, like, Maria's my queen, and let's be honest, like, queen, king. Like, I I really want her to go find her person, and honestly, I want her to be the bachelorette. But I don't know if they'll use her as the bachelorette. Anyway, though, I've been loving watching her. It really, like, bothered me the way that other people on the show treated her, and I don't want to say anything bad about them, but I personally just think, like, a lot of people go on that show and think that they're serving girl boss energy, and, like, I think that those girls definitely thought that they were getting this, like, queen edit where they're like putting a bully in her place but realistically they're being the bullies and it's just been interesting to watch all that play out on reality tv every week and I've loved I've loved being a part of bachelor nation this time I think that it's a good way to like turn my brain off and you know I could discourse about the problems with the bachelor for days but it's almost like let me just have this one do you know what I mean like I'm just gonna turn my brain off and enjoy um I think I personally have my money on daisy winning I think like we're all kind of aligned there I could also see Kelsey um Kelsey A winning, um, but I kind of think it's going to be Daisy. Also, I kind of feel like it usually happens that the winner doesn't get a lot of airtime in like the epi- – I feel like usually the winner will get like the first one-on-one or like the first impression rose or something like that, an early one-on-one. And then there'll be like three episodes where they don't even like get a testimonial and they talk to him like one time. And then toward like right around hometowns, they have like some incredible date. And I feel like that's what's happening like – in tonight's episode because it's Monday and by the time you're listening to this, it would have happened already. But I feel like that's what's going to happen. Anyways, Bachelor has been great. I also started watching The Bear. It's been interesting for my anxiety, but I think that because The Bear is about kitchens in restaurants and I literally grew up in restaurant kitchens. I've worked in restaurants my whole life. It's so comforting to me. Like all of the even all of the conversations about like the New York hospitality scene and everything is something I'm so familiar with because of my dad and brother and just like all the little like restaurant vernacular and everything. It's just so comforting to watch. I'm obsessed. I love Jeremy Allen White. I'm really enjoying it. And it's definitely helping with a little bit of exposure therapy for like my anxiety around watching shows that like give me more anxiety, um, into a spiral. So really enjoying that. Um, and then I thought that, I would talk a little bit about the Taylor Swift updates of it all because, like, we haven't been together in weeks. You know, there's a lot has gone down. A lot has gone down. And truthfully, it all starts and begins with the time that I predicted that she was going to release a new album, and then she did. Um, I don't know. Like, I I could have died on that day and, like, felt happy by, like with it. Like, that was so incredible like that was such an incredible feeling to have said that on TikTok and then 10 minutes later she's like this is my new album the dead poets whatever Ugh, obsessed I'm excited for the tortured poets department yeah that's what it's called I'm excited I'm cautiously optimistic because you know as somebody who has been a poetry girl her whole life always stays writing poetry always stays reading poetry always stays a little tortured 
loves a black and white aesthetic. I feel like I can't hype it up too much because the last thing I want is to be disappointed. I just want new music that like matches my expectations. So I've tried to reel it in and forget about it almost. Like put it out of my head a little bit. Like what's going to happen is going to happen. And I'm already feeling anxiety, which is like such a weird TikTok thing. But anytime there's like a big day or a big release, I feel like anxiety about like being one of the first people to make content or like saying something that's like good for content. But I also just want to enjoy this as a fan a little bit. So I'm trying to like have no expectations because I want to love this. And I feel like if I overhype it in my brain, I might be disappointed. So I'm trying to just be like, okay, I'm going to be fine. The Tortured Poets department's going to come out and I'm going to listen to it and I'm going to make content about it and it's going to vibe. But there's so much other music coming out that I'm excited for too. We have Ariana Grande, Eternal Sunshine, which is literally next week. Like I could die. She's, she's my favorite. Like get away from me with your critiques. Goodbye. Um, Beyonce, sorry thrilled thrilled Beyonce is truly like the most talented artist of our time living and it's like absolutely insane how talented and fabulous she is and her two new songs are fucking fabulous 16 carriages like I feel that shit in my soul this woman has literally never fucked up like she's never done wrong like her music it hits every time so I literally cannot wait excited for Casey Musgraves um and that's really the vibe. Like, those are those four albums coming out that I'm so excited about. And so nice to have new music. But then it's, like, so sad that they're all coming out at the same time. I kind of wish that we had a little space between them. But, like, beggars can't be choosers. Beggars can't be choosers. Um, okay, I'm going to open my phone and see what you guys want me to talk about on Instagram for these remaining 20 minutes. The other thing that I did want to tell you is that I saw Sophia Richie IRL, which is wild. Like, I, I was at a Prada beauty event and like there was just a lot of fabulous people there but one of them was Sophia Richie and I didn't talk to her like I just saw her and like kind of like stared from afar for a bit but the thing that's so crazy about her is that like when people are like I don't get what the vibe is like I don't get why she's so popular blah, blah, blah. my thing is like she's absolutely beautiful but it's beyond that she is the sun like even like when I didn't know Sophia Richie was Sophia Richie in that room, like she just felt like a woman that like had a sun aura around her, like just pure sunshine, like so just fabulous, glowing beauty, like seriously. And I felt the need to say that because I love Sophia Richie and I just like, I ride for Sophia Richie. And I forgot that her husband has a British accent and it's almost like I needed like three to five business days to recover because he's like incredibly hot to me. And I was like walking through the party and then I heard him say something in a British fucking accent and I like did a double take. I was like, holy shit, Sophia Richie won. Like this hot man has a British accent. Like, ugh, all the best for my queen, my pregnant queen. She looked so cute with her freaking baby bump. Just adorable. I loved it. So that was phenomenal. Okay, this is loading. Okay. You guys are asking me for the TS11 thoughts. My thoughts are like I can't give them because I feel like I'm going to overhype myself. I found myself doing that and it's been nice to just forget about it. My other thoughts are like the mashups of the Eras tour happening on the surprise songs also have to forget about because I'm not seeing it again. And clearly she picks favorites and like her favorites are Australia and that's fine. Like she might write a song called Australia Boy. Like you don't know what's coming but that bitch loves Australia because she would not just do peace and new year's day when I'm not there like those are two of my favorite Taylor Swift songs just is ridiculous but so I'm like mad at her a little bit as well so it's like I don't want to give you my thoughts I just want to wait I'm I'm just gonna meditate on it a little bit do you know what I mean okay so oh my god you guys are saying you missed Miss Congeniality so much okay this is actually a really good one you want me to give you 
a takeaway from every city we visited. I love that. That's really fun on tour. Um, so we started in Philly. I've been to Philly so many times. I grew up near Philly because New Jersey, Philly, it's like not very far. Um, I really like Philly. I like the the vibe of Philly being like a little historical, but also like low stress. I feel like in New York City, like there's this like pressure to like serve a look every time you leave the house. And like you certainly don't have to, but even everybody says like, oh, like I only look my worst in my little block. Like that's like my backyard. Like people will say like their bodega is like a fine place to look like trash, but people like really do. They're they're serving looks outside. Like you can't go out to dinner in jeans and a t-shirt, but Philly, like no one gives a fuck. I love a place where no one gives a fuck. It's so refreshing. Um, And it's just like the vibes are chill and fun and energized because of that. A little feral. Um, And yeah, that was Philly. I guess I don't have that many like new thoughts on Philly because I've been to Philly so many times, but Boston, um, I don't love or hate Boston. I think Boston is quite beautiful, like visually, aesthetically. Um, I think it's a little homogenous and my brother like had some issues there where like my brother had never experienced like being called a slur on the street until he lived in Boston. And I'm not saying that that's Boston's energy, but he, he had trouble finding, like, community there. And then, like, the fact that that happened to him more than once there, I'm just like, ooh, okay. And so, like, I don't want to judge Boston on that at all. But there is a feeling of, like, homogenousness or homogeneity. I don't know how to pronounce that word. That I felt. And I'm not judging you, Boston, or if you live there. But then I made a TikTok about Boston, and everybody was like, I live in Boston. I fucking hate Boston. And I'm like, okay, do we love Boston or do we hate Boston? Boston has great food, and it's very pretty. And if I spent more time there, I'd probably have, like, a better full thing to say about Boston. But also the girls and the Boston show was, like, one of my favorites, and the girls at the Boston show were the best. So this isn't about the people in Boston. It's just, like, the vibe that I got. Um, DC, okay. The venue, fabulous. The staff at the venue, literally next fucking level. Um, Every single person I met, fantastic, wonderful, amazing. DC itself, like I am the kind of person, like the reason I love New York City is like, and Austin is that you can just like be dancing outside and like no one glances a second way at you. You can like wear whatever you want. There's so much individuality. There's so much creativity. And DC, I just felt like everyone was wearing the same outfit. Like I wanted everyone to like, be colorful. And I was really in DC proper, like just in the city. So I didn't see that much of it. And I haven't been back in a very long time, but it felt very serious and stoic. And like everyone was sort of like wearing the same outfits. And then we were like dancing on the street, like walking by places like Soul Cycle. We're like dancing, getting ready. And like everybody was staring at us. Like we were literally like weird. And I was like, no, we're just like bringing the vibe up. DC. Um, DC's not my favorite place as well because I have some like really, really toxic experiences there with an ex-boyfriend of mine. So it just like leaves a bad taste in my mouth. But I really wanted to write, rewrite the DC narrative and it just wasn't my favorite place in the world. But I want to give DC a second chance to surprise me with its color and its flavor. We also like everyone was telling me to go to this place and we went there And I found out it was a chain. And I was like, I wish we didn't go to a chain while we were in D.C. Like, D.C. has so many great spots. Like, I'm sure. So I need to go back to D.C. and, like, get the right racks. I need to, like, be on the infatuation hunting for the restaurants. But ultimately, the energy at the show was, like, again, one of my favorites. It was the biggest venue, 600 people. And the fucking staff at the venue, I'm not going to lie, like, my favorite people I've ever met. Like, so amazing. Just fabulous. And all of you guys that came out were fabulous. Atlanta, Georgia, 
slay, 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 slay. The weather, amazing. The people, so fucking friendly and nice. Dancing on the street, singing on the street, people are joining in. People are thrilled, so happy, joyful, just bright, sunny. I loved our hotel. I loved I loved everything about Atlanta. I loved the food. That was like the first city where we had a meal that I was like, fuck yeah. That was a meal. Oh, I loved Atlanta. Then we went to Nashville. Nashville kind of reminds me of Vegas a little bit. Don't take that the wrong way. Like in terms of like Broadway specifically, it's just a little overwhelming to me. And it's very much so like going out party vibes. And I feel like if I was like a going out party vibe girl, I would love Nashville. I like Nashville. I've been to Nashville before. Um, and it was so nice to have my boyfriend there. So like it became one of my favorite cities because like he like came there. And like, again, like I could tell you every city was my favorite city for a different reason, but I'm just giving you guys like my general opinions and you're allowed to have opinions on cities. And it doesn't mean that you're attacking people that live there. Just had to say that um, because people are, like, getting mad. I I like Nashville. It's fine. That's, like, really my take on Nashville. Chicago, I fucking love Chicago. I've been to Chicago a million times. I think Chicago is fantastic. Literally a fabulous place. I love the people. I love the energy. Allie lives there. I love the food. I literally am obsessed with Chicago. I just booked a trip to Chicago to go visit Allie. Fuck yeah, Chicago. Live your life. Um, I went back to St. Louis for the first time since, um, like, I interned there. That was really full circle and special. St. Louis is like not my favorite city in the world for like any reason that's like, oh, I went there as a tourist and like fell in love with XYZ about it. It was more that like the summer that I lived there was like one of the most formative times of my entire life. And so like my heart literally is in St. Louis and it still is. Like for sure I felt that again going back there, visiting the Muni. It was audition day, going to all my favorite little spots. It was just fab, fab, fab. Um, and then San Francisco, oh my God, was I obsessed? You know, I think that the, there's a PR crisis going on with San Francisco. Obviously it's like Fox News, like, hates California. Um, they use California as, like, their punching bag because, like, the conservative media, like, fucking hates California because, obviously, it's, like, liberal. Um, and, okay, go fuck off. Honestly, that's what I'm going to say to that. Like, I I love San Francisco. I love how beautiful it is. It's on the bay. Um, I love how quaint, like, the shopping is and the bookstores are fabulous. The food is fabulous. Um, everybody was so friendly. The show at Bimbo's was fantastic. I absolutely loved that venue and all of you guys who came out. San Francisco, 20 out of 10 would recommend. Would love to go back and visit. I personally could never live there. I think I'm an East Coast girl at my heart. Um, and the West Coast just, like, isn't fully my vibe. Um, but I love, I love visiting and like San Francisco fabulous. LA, I have such a love hate with. Um, I love certain parts about LA. I don't love like LA. Like I'm not obsessed with LA. I love how many gluten-free options LA has so I can like eat everywhere I go. I love that my team is in LA. I love like certain shopping in LA. I love certain like restaurants in LA and certain vibes and I love the weather in LA. But unfortunately, it's been gray and overcast every day since we've been here. Also, I love all my friends in LA. I have so many friends here. Um, and so that show was, again, like I explained in the beginning, like the funniest fucking night of my life genuinely and just full of joy. So it's all been absolutely fabulous. Oh my God, you guys are so fun. All these questions are the same. Like book tour review, book tour review. Um, Oh, and then you're asking best cocktail or coffee in each city of the tour. Okay. In Philly, we went to Park, P-A-R-C. Great drinks. Fabulous. In Boston, obviously, I had a Tate Latte. Had to have it. I love their hal Halva Brownie. Hal Halva, I think it's called. Um, it's gluten-free. So fucking good. In D.C., we went to the Wine Bar Barcelona. I didn't love it. I didn't have, like, the best um, – one glass of my life, but it was definitely a vibe. That was the chain I was talking about that I was bummed that we went to a chain because then we got to 
Atlanta and they also had one. And that's when I was like, oh my God, it's a chain. We should have gone to like a DC local spot. But that was really cute. Um, in Atlanta, we went to a Mexican restaurant called like Taco Something. Amazing marks. So strong. Loved. In Nashville, um, we went to like a place that's like uh, super like overdone. And I forget the name, but it's like a chain for sure. It's a chain. Um, so I don't have like a ton of, but there was a place in Nashville on Broadway, a new coffee shop in that like little, if you're, I have no idea how to explain where it is, but it's a coffee shop and they had a strawberry latte and it was really good. Um, in Chicago, Allie brought me to this place that has like half matcha espresso. It had like a special name. It's like through an alleyway. Chicago girlies will know that hit. That was so good. And then we went to the place where they give you shots in the ice and you throw it at the bell. Also fun. Um, and then in St. Louis, um, I'm trying to think of where I had a drink in St. Louis. Oh, the hotel. We stayed at the, um, the Chase Park Plaza and they have like a hotel bar that was so cute that was doing live music after the show. And that was phenom. Um, in San Francisco, it was Coswell's. Um, so fucking good. Loved it. And so far in LA, I'm trying to think of where I had a drink that I was like, yes. Um, oh, I stay, I stay at the Kimpton Wilshire in LA. I always stay here. They have a great rooftop bar. Like the drinks are nothing to really write home about, but the view is fantastic. Um, anyway, that's that. Um, let's see what else you guys are like, how you have been balancing everything in life. Like, I'm like, how have I been balancing everything in life? I think I'm just like prioritizing myself as much as possible and like my health, which is like, kind of annoying because I feel like I'm being like like crazy like like I'm being like my own mother I'm like every day like vitamin c so many vitamins you can hear it in my voice like I'm losing my voice and then it's like having to like hydrate 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 literally going going to bed at 9 p.m like all that shit um getting exercise eating vegetables every day like much more than I would like to especially in all these fun cities but I've had plenty of treats not to worry but I'm like, I need to eat well or else I'm going to feel like shit. I can't show up on stage if I feel like shit. I can't get hungover, but I want to celebrate. It's just, it's been a bit of that. I, if you're listening to this today and you're in Austin, I am going to be so fucked up tonight. Like I am going to get trashed. I never get trashed. I'm getting wasted. I'm literally going to get wasted. I've been waiting for this and not because I'm like, pissed off or not because I'm like upset but because I have not been able to celebrate this with like a party because like I have been so stressed out about keeping myself status quo and at 100% because it's not only being on the book tour it's like my brand deals my social media life and then the opportunities when I go home there's events there's parties there's fashion week there's this there's that there's creative projects there's writing there's podcast there's just so much and um, the unfortunate truth is like I'm only one person and I can't like if I'm not at 100%, nothing is getting done. So it's been a, it's been kind of annoying to have to like sacrifice that. And then my friends in each city are like, we want to go out with you. And I have had to say like, I can't go out. And like, you know me, I actually want to go out. I want to celebrate these achievements. And I want to ride the high of how exciting it is to be with all of you guys. And I want to go out to bars with you guys after these shows. Um, but I just haven't been able to. So I'm so excited to celebrate th that it went well. That's what I want to celebrate. And two more cities to go. Everything's going to go fine. Knock on wood, manifest. We're great. Life is good. But I just want to celebrate being on the other side of it in a way of like everything was awesome. And that was an amazing life experience. Um, so I'm excited with that about that. And yeah. Okay. 
Oh, you guys want me to talk about the Wicked trailer. I really forgot to write that down, and that's, like, a really good one. I'll touch on what I feel. Anyone who has anything bad to say about it, I think, just wants to be a naysayer, like, and wants to be a hater, genuinely, and that's fine. Like, go off, I guess. Like, whatever, live your life. I think it looks absolutely budgetless, which, slay, but Wicked has recouped, Wicked recouped on Broadway 20 years ago, like, 25 years ago, like, Wicked is slaying. Wicked is, they have Wicked in Japan. Like, they have Wicked everywhere. They are always on a tour. Like, don't you worry about Wicked. Like, Wicked's going to be fine. Wicked has the bills. Wicked has the money. Wicked has the funds. Wicked has the fans. Wicked is slaying. I, even if the trailer sucked, which it was fabulous, and, like, I felt personally victimized that I had to watch it for the first time, like, in a crowded room at a Super Bowl party. Like, that's another story for another time. Like, I will be referencing that in therapy. Like, wow, did that come out of nowhere? Um, was not prepared emotionally for that. I, even if it was bad, I would love it. I am so attached to Wicked for so many reasons that even if that trailer was like truly horrible, I would have been like, oh, yes, living. Um, but it wasn't truly horrible. It was phenomenal. Ariana Grande looks like an absolute vision. Like, and I was thinking about it and I'm like, her being a cancer and her, and Glinda and being Glinda the cancerification of Glinda is going to eat me alive because there is no more complex character written in musical theater than Glinda. Holy shit, is she complicated? Because, like, she's such a good person. Like, she really is the good witch at her core. But then she makes so many decisions that a lot of us would have made, too, if we were in her shoes that were selfish or shitty. Oh, my God, she's so complex. I'm so excited to see how Ariana Grande does it. Cynthia Rivo, like, can't even begin to describe. Like, people were like, oh, she's screaming the belts. Like, blah, blah, blah. like no. Like, clearly then you've only heard Adina Menzel, like, sing Defying Gravity, in my opinion, in, a ba- in bad and do a bad job. Because that song is such a fucking hard song to sing. And if you can make it your own and be creative, oh, my God, bitch. Like, it's just – it. she was giving Rachel Tucker a little bit. But it's going to be, like, a whole different thing in her own, like – if you don't know, Rachel Tucker, like, brings this, like, growly, sexy, almost, like, yelly vibe to Elphaba that's so, mm, it's just so good. Like, it really, like, t- itches my brain in a specific way, and I feel like Cynthia's going that, like, angry direction with it, which I love, like, bringing out the anger, the rage, all the emotions, but also the softness. Oh, my God, and I love when Ariana Grande in the trailer is like, you're green. I'm literally, like, ah! I was on the ground, like, on the ground. Now, I'm in the business of saying things out loud that I want. If I'm not at that premiere, like, expect to not hear from me for a week. Because, like, I just, like, will take it personally. (laughs) Like, I will take it personally. This show is so much a part of who I am. It's actually insane. And I just am so excited. I'm so excited. I want to go to the premiere so bad. I already told my whole family I might not be showing up to Thanksgiving. Like, if I have to see the movie in the theater, like, I might buy out the whole theater just so I can have the experience of being alone. And I'm scared of the movie theater, so lock the doors. I'll stay in. I won't drink any beverages. I won't get up to pee. I need to have a moment. And then I want them to play it again because my thoughts, I'm going to have to, I'm bringing a notebook. I'm going to have to bring a notebook so I'm not being rude on my phone to take notes. Like, that's what it's giving. And to be honest, that's what this entire upcoming season of Broadway is giving for me. It's going to be me showing up at the theater with a fucking notebook with a fucking notebook. I, speaking of the notebook on Broadway, so excited. I'm so excited to see so many of these shows. Um, so intrigued. And as always, we'll be giving you my honest opinions, but as always also being a champion of art and of artists and of Broadway and encouraging everyone to go see the shows no matter what. Um, 
And I'm just so, I'm so excited for the season of Broadway. It's going to be awesome. And I'll hopefully be home a lot in April and May to like really go to the shows and give you guys my full, full thing. Um, because in June I'm going to Maine and Italy. And then in October, my boyfriend and I are taking this fabulous trip to Amsterdam, Switzerland, and, um, one other Paris. And I'm so excited. So I really think that's everything that I have for you guys today. That was like, already almost an hour of talking and my throat kind of hurts and I have to get to a meeting and drinks later and tomorrow I'm going on Girls Gotta Eat which is like I can't believe I just said that out loud if you know me that's been my favorite podcast since college I like have fangirled over Ashley and Raina so many times I'm so I just like I love what they do. I love their work. I love both of them. They're like my comfort people. I've literally never spent time with them outside of like saying hi to them at events. And tomorrow I'm going to record on Girls Gotta Eat as guest, which like so cool. I literally cannot wait. I'm so excited. And you guys can be tuning into that as well. So there's so much to come. I appreciate you guys so much. Welcome back to Miss Congeniality. I love you guys so much. Have a beautiful, stunning, amazing, incredible weekend. And I will see you next time. Bye.